Hello and welcome to Unverified. I'm your boy Simba, aka Swizzy IV, and uh, yeah, we're back for another one. I'm joined, as usual, uh, by your three beautiful, wonderful boys. First up, we got Reese, aka Gamer Certain. Hi. Beautiful, beautiful. Next up, we've got Israel, aka I Orumolade. Hello. And last, but most certainly, not least in any sense of the word, we got Simi, but you may know him better as Tango2474. How's it going, Simi? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. How's everyone been in the last week? Doing all right. Still job hunting. Uh, that's, um, well, you know, um, you could work for uh, Delphine. You could work on a PR team if you're looking for a job because she might need that. Uh, <laughs> You'll never go out of work, at least. Yeah, you always have something to do. That is true. You know, I might actually take that. <laughs> Well, maybe look for that because I feel like she might need someone on her on her side. Delphine just had her channel fucking deed all of a sudden. It just she just gone and she wasn't sure why. Uh, she made a you know stink about it. A bunch of people were retweeting. Tash on YouTube. YouTube was like, hey, oh, there was some sexual content on your channel. Uh, so we deleted it. We got three strikes, and then they brought the channel back after investigation, and they said <laughs> two of the videos were worthy of a strike. I didn't get to see the videos because they don't exist, um, but one of the videos stayed, and it has an age restriction and i was like okay her video has an age restriction i've heard this warp song is a is a is a journey for the eyes it's not age restricted oh, wow. and it's it's just as bad if not worse so it's like this kind of starts to pose some interesting questions about how the rules on youtube work is it on a vivo uh, I don't know. I think it's just on their account. But the point is, it doesn't matter if it's on a Vivo. Like, they, it's, like uh, um, an artist may just have a blanket, like free pass on everything. But, like that. but that's that's the problem, though. Yeah, that's the problem. Though. That yeah. is the issue. Yeah. Why does why does Meg the Stallion or Cardi B allowed to show as much titty as she want, but Belle Delphine, if she shows the same amount of titty, she gets an age restriction. I've been listening, watching silently the WAP music video, and I would actually disagree that it's um more explicit than Belle Delphine's video. I would say so? they're on the same level. There's one very important distinction. Okay. The WAP okay. music video is in itself a created piece of content. It's just it's just the music video. It's it can be considered art. Belle Delphine's video was an advertisement for her pornography page. Let's say I don't think a kid should watch the WAP music video even when I first saw it. I mean I was into it. But I wouldn't want my little cousin watching this, would I? If a child was going to see this, he'd be like, okay, they watched the music video. Then what? Then nothing, really. Child sees Belle Delphine's one. They watched the music video. Oh, okay. I, she says I should click on this link. Boom. They're on a porn page, right? Oh, so okay, I, I think okay. the implications mm, are mm. different there. Okay. And there's also one other thing, right? So I searched Belle Delphine, the lead music video. I found it. I can't believe that video ever was up. She was sucking a dildo in the video, bruv. She was doing that. She was um spread. She spread open, and then at the end, OnlyFans.com slash Bell Delphine or whatever the link is. This is porn advertising. I just don't see it as the same level. Okay, you um, know what? I kind of I, I'm with you there. Mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna backpedal now and say that Bell Delphine probably deserved the kind of the the age restrictions and stuff like that. But at the same time, I still think content like WAP and other things probably would should still deserve an age restriction. I guess also kind of to pull back and kind of defend YouTube to some degree with the automatic systems, which this doesn't apply to the like comparisons with uh, the WAP and like Bell's content. It's more like in this instance with the reupload and her content, it's so hard to get on a system that's going to work right. 
And I always say with yes. YouTube, you don't actually like, we have such a skewed perception of how well YouTube systems actually work. Because if YouTube systems work 95% of the time and the 5% we see is all the YouTubers talking about it, we're still going to think it doesn't work. And mm -hmm. maybe they do work. And that's the thing that's always difficult to know because I don't know how many times that the, the system actually gets it wrong. We just hear when YouTubers complain, which is the only caveat I ever give to the YouTube automated systems. Mm -hmm. mm, yeah. You know what? In that case, because um, I was, you know, a YouTuber around that time as well, you, you would think, oh, it only affects high profile. What do you consider high profile? Are, you, are we talking like million sub channels? Like no, the biggest no, no. of the platform? To me, if you're like, if you're making like decent revenue on the platform, you are, he's probably in the 1% of the YouTube content. Okay. All right. Fair. It, well, then in, in that case, that's also who monetization is really going to matter, matter to more anyway, because that's true. That's people true. That's who true. aren't true. in that level aren't monetized to begin with. Um, I did experience a lot of demonetization and for me that really doesn't make any kind of risque content whatsoever yeah. i barely even swear in my videos mm. um i i could easily imagine that yeah this is happening on mass to a lot of people yeah um so for that time i think it actually was pretty bad yeah which i'm open to like saying that it might have been it's just like i think it's like you, I, I'm not saying like you probably you might be right where it is was like really bad. I just think the outcry is never enough to tell us how well the system's actually working. We're gonna find out if it's working correctly. If you know all them type of people that you know actually should be deleted, they start complaining. They start making petitions to get their videos <laughs> back. Like, What's wrong with you, YouTube? How could you not be allowing this? Exactly. <laughs> uh yeah they're probably not gonna complain and even then like there's just even even like there's not gonna be enough people to complain to give us the numbers when oh, you yeah, no. when you yeah, look at just how much, much content. content goes on youtube unless we get just straight up figures and stats from youtube we will never know how well these systems work yeah on that youtube may not want to take like all the like extra time to be deleting every single video like like manually going through every video gets tagged as age restricted to be see if it'd be Leaded on it. It could also be like with just say more traditional laws, that's something, right? Uh, like a somewhat minor crime. A lot of people may get away with just like a warning, like, oh, don't do that again. But if you have a high profile person doing the same thing, they may mm. want to make an example out of them to like sort of put the pressure. It's like, no, we don't actually allow this, by the way. Mm. I, I'd agree with you. I think YouTube does make a, like, you know, um, an example of people on the very top to be like, here are the rules and sometimes they must be followed. And I think that example works for, let's say, when we're talking about here's this re-upload, only getting re uh, age restricted and Belle Delphine's having yeah. their stuff completely striked. That makes sense. But it doesn't make sense mm. when like Jimmy Kimmel can make a certain joke, but then PewDiePie can't make a certain joke because they're both high profile people. And it's clearly that you don't want to ruin this relationship. Also, don't want to be sued or killed by these companies. And, you, and PewDiePie <laughs> can't do that to you. So you're not going to en enact the rules the same way. These companies have so much power it doesn't change the fact that youtube doesn't apply their rules the same way but at the same time mm -hmm. if they do then we might not have a youtube anymore <laughs> yeah uh -huh. mm. it was on as high profile and it, as independent as pewdiepie does something they're going to jump on that because it breaks the credibility of someone who's independent as well it, you know yeah. it's also funny when you really think about like the the big free record labels also like companies that are also in the movie industry as well like Warner, yeah, Universal, and Sony. Sony. <laughs> it's yep. like, yeah, I'm like yep. okay, wild. <laughs> I yeah. remember when I noticed that, I was like, "Yo, what? Hold yeah, on." Yeah, it's quite a monopoly. Yeah, it is a right? bit of a monopoly. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? This can tie into something that I've been doing today. So I was telling the boys before the podcast started that I spent today 
watching um, a lot of K-pop music videos. When I think of a music group, I like to think of a group of friends who got together and decided to start making music together and then they blew up. Looking into it, that's that's not what happened in any of these cases. So I, I uh, sat down and watched the Blackpink documentary called Light Up the Sky. All these girls are talking about how, like, from, like, 14, they have, like, trials. So they'll, like, like get, like, a like 30 to 100 girls, and they'll put them through training and training. And then over the course of mm. years, a bunch of them will just kind of fall out because they just won't stick with it. And kind of like a fucking K-pop battle royale. Uh, Literally, <laughs> And they're just slowly, over the, over the years, there's less and less of them. They just keep doing that, keep doing that, keep doing that until they have their, like, this is the people... They click, the chemistry's working, they're good with it, they've like trained it properly, and then they stick with it. It's very, very fake and very manufactured. Um, yeah. Obviously, um, it, that's the case as well for like Western stuff, but uh, I feel like just the grabbing of these kids at such a young age is so weird. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I would say it's a kind of cultural thing, maybe, because especially with, like, people training from stuff at, like, a very young age, which is something I have heard about with, uh, like, Asian culture, where, you know, you grow up learning something at, like, a real young age. Yeah. It could possibly be. I guess there is also, you know, this is a universal thing, but it's held in high regard to be this sort of prodigy type, where, like, from a young age, you are amazing at a thing. And I think maybe there is an appeal for parents to push their kid to try and do that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe also a consequence, I guess, of higher academic pressure is if you feel like you're going to do something outside of the grain, there's like an all or nothing mentality to it because of how much mm. more you have to prove that that is a valuable thing for you to be doing. Mm -hmm. it, it, it does breed this kind of culture of like excellence, I guess, of like being the number one, the best. I think a culture of excellence is a good thing. Uh, I just think sometimes it can set a really bad standard uh, for what one's supposed to attain and how hard someone's supposed to work or what they can achieve. Which has somewhat been the case with this whole celebrity boxing thing, I feel, if you guys have been paying attention to that. If you don't know what I'm talking about and what I mean by celebrity boxing, if you've been living in a cave making parts so you can fight terrorists and sell a suit to the government, uh, then <laughs> if that has been you, then you might have missed out on the fact that YouTubers especially decided to enter the world of boxing. Uh, this whole trend started off with uh, the infamous Joella versus KSI fight. Joella, um, popular British YouTuber, he um, does a lot of like sp sports related videos. Him and Theo Baker decide to do a video where they box each other. When the video is like announced or whatever, and they put a snippet on Instagram, KSI responds in the Instagram saying, Ha oh, lol, I'll fight the winner. And then Joe's like, oh, you want to fight me? Cool. KSI was half joking, but because Joe was so in on it, they were like, okay, let's do this. They do a press conference to, you know, promote the fight. Things actually get heated during the press conference because Joe Weller accuses KSI of making fun of his mental health issues. They fight, KSI wins. Then KSI, when he wins, he's like, I want to fight Jake Paul, Logan Paul, any of the Paul brothers. Jake Paul ducks out, and so KSI fights Logan Paul. They have two fights. First one is a draw. Second one, KSI wins. Jake Paul fought KSI's brother, Deji, during the first fight between KSI and Logan, and won. In the most recent development, Jake Paul has continued his boxing career, even past KSI beating Logan Paul. So Jake Paul beat another British YouTuber called Annie Song Gibb, um, and he beat him embarrassingly. To be honest, I, I wouldn't say Jake Paul beat Annie Song Gibb. I would say Annie Song Gibb lost. lost. Like, he never really got knocked out, but, like, he just... Yeah. He fell over. He fell over. He kept yeah. falling over. Mm -hmm. he he like, fell. Bro. What do you mean he fell? He just tripped. He, 
He didn't get knocked out. He fell, fell over. over. Bro. <laughs> if you paid for that fight, you would be pissed. Mm-hmm. You'd be pissed. Because at least with this most recent fight between Jake Paul and Nate Robinson, Jake Paul really knocked that guy out. That yeah. is the best YouTuber knockout I've ever seen. No, it was, it was wild. Um, but on that note, so apparently before, the, he wasn't doing well before the last round. And actually, Jake Paul had illegally knocked him down, apparently. Uh, so he, right. was, he was down before this round in which he finally went out. And then the referee like went really long on the counts and basically let him fight again. And a lot of people were like, that guy shouldn't have been allowed to get back right. He, You should have stopped him from fighting. You know, uh, yeah. I saw the full clip and I did see the first knockdown as well. Yeah. I didn't know it was illegal. He got a flurry and then he went down. I was like, oh, that counts as a knockout, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can 100% understand people who are saying, yo, the fight should have been stopped. It, it should have ended. Um, he's fine now, I believe. But yeah, it was, it was con- they were actually concerned on the day. And now some people are actually coming at celebrity boxing um, in general, as health and safety. I heard somebody coming out and, and like criticizing the fact that they even gave him a license to fight professionally. Um, mm. This Nate, Nate Robinson dude. Right, because <laughs> he does have no boxing experience. Yeah, yeah this, guy, this Paul, guy was not he's ready. He's done fights before. People don't know, Jake Paul and Logan Paul used to wrestle back in high school. And especially if you consider the fact that, like, well, Jake Paul has, like, well, his last fight was with Anderson Gibb, which was, it was earlier this year. So he basically has, like, the workout he already had done. He just needed to maintain it. Yeah, he just needed to maintain it. Mm-hmm. So he was already in, like, a boxing standard. But yeah, this, poor, poor Nate. <laughs> poor Nate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just poor, yeah. poor guy, man. Just Giving him that professional license, actually, I would say was a mistake. Yeah, that even, was a mistake. Even with KSI, right? He started out and they gave him headgear because yeah. they knew they said, "Yo, this is your first fight. Right. You can't, you can't go without headgear." Yeah. Mm. I, I think that's the concerning thing about celebrity boxing, isn't it? Is I think w- the money being involved can start to skew things because people also don't know this is an undercard fight for Mike Tyson, by the way. So it's like you know, being the being the the, the agency that's like, ah, sorry, we can't let this fight happen because this guy isn't licensed to box. You know, I feel like rules start to get skirted a little bit, but that's just pure speculation mm. that I can't back up. You know, what what do you? How do you guys feel about celebrity boxing? I like YouTuber box. It's because I watch these YouTubers. You yeah, follow same. Celebrities. Um, I will say it did get me more into boxing. When I hear that there's a big fight going on, I will the next day look at highlights or maybe even watch a whole replay of the fight. Uh, no, uh, probably not me because I'm just like, eh, I, I, I have way too much entertainment in my hands. So let me, I, 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 I don't have to watch everything. I think it, the the whole celebrity boxing thing is fine. It's like a little fun thing, but like not like this. At least with like yeah. say like the original like like KSI Joe Weller and maybe even like KSI Logan Paul fight. It was like, oh, we're going to fight. We both have a year to train. It's not. Exactly. I've been training and fighting for several years. Show up on this day and let me kill you. I mean, even in, like, very early fights, I don't feel like it was taken as seriously as some of the more recent YouTuber boxing fights. I'm sure they probably took it pretty seriously, like, the people themselves, because, you know... I mean, yeah, 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 obviously. But I, I think, yeah, I think after the, that first Logan and Jake fight, we were like, oh, this is, like, a thing. We're one step closer to bringing back blood sports, baby. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a note uh, that I was reading on. Apparently, uh, Logan Paul wants to fight Floyd Mayweather. You know what the wildest thing is? Jake Paul said, yeah, I just probably couldn't watch that fight. If he can't beat KSI, what makes him think he can beat Floyd Mayweather? <laughs> That's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> he literally follows up, I wouldn't be able to watch that. I wouldn't want to see my brother get beat up like that, but we'll see what the future is. That's when your brother's like, bro, you lost to KSI. Just like, just step down. <laughs> One L, your brother is Jake Paul, who's kind of deluded 
Yeah. And then number and two, your deluded that. brother, yeah. Jake Paul, doesn't even believe in you. That's a problem. <laughs> this is also the same guy who has said that he thinks he might be the new Floyd Mayweather. Mayweather and he went, let me come back to reality. Yo, Logan, you might die. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, Listen, man, if they let that fight happen at that point, yeah, that's that's going against so many like morals and ethics. Nobody should let yeah. that fight happen. That is signing a death sentence. Oh my god. Do you guys think there is some sort of um a worry about health and safety when it comes to these celebrity boxing matches? Do you yes. think that's a concern? Definitely, yeah. People like legit die in that sport. You're taking mm-hmm. you're taking heavy blows to the brain. Like Yeah. The thing I think people don't mention a lot, especially in those sports, is like it's like people are like, ah oh, fine, I just won't die. It's like even outside of that, all of those people come out with like brain injuries of some sort. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think MMA is like the worst. MMA and NF. No, I think MMA is probably the worst of them because the fucking just bare knuckle boxing shit. Yep. And also, especially because everyone, um, I, I'm convinced almost everyone else who does MMA is just a crazy person who wants to just murder people. Hundred percent. Right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Anyone who does MMA is a crazy person. No rational yeah. person <laughs> will step into an MMA ring. Like no. Hundred <laughs> percent. Literally, mm. you just want to beat people up, but legally. <laughs> <laughs> yo do you know what's wild when someone goes out in boxing the other boxer is like yeah leave him alone when someone goes out in MMA you go with them and you hammer like you hit stay them down. on the head like yeah no I'm sorry man MMA is not for well adjusted people let's just let's just be real with each other no it's true <laughs> that's true that, that's not for normal people man that's just yeah. crazy people who want to beat people up which is why I want to do MMA for fun because I'm one of those fucking yeah. crazy people <laughs> one story right is um there, there was this MMA fighter. He got upset with his girlfriend and he, he started beating her up. And he's an MMA fighter. Like, domestic violence when you're an MMA fighter is, like, max level. Like, it's she came out really bad. And it's just, like, that stuff, I feel like there has to be a part of you which is just violent. I mean, yeah. You know? Yeah. If you know you're a violent person and you're seeking help, I think going to a safe and regulated environment to go kick the shit out of people is better than just going out into the streets like it's GTA yeah, and just picking sure. a random <laughs> person. Sure. So like, yeah, if you hit this all. person who is just like you. I think definitely, especially for like boys, I think that type of stuff should probably be encouraged more. Because like boys just have so much like fucking pent up aggression for I don't fucking know yeah. why. And it's like you need a healthier release instead of just letting people fucking stab each other with compasses in the, in the, in the fucking astroturf. Funnily enough, there was a person in our secondary school who did boxing. And whenever someone got in a fight with him and they didn't know he did boxing, basically they never fought him again. <laughs> this person got in a fight today and you don't have to ask if they won. You yeah, know they won. It's, just, it's like they won. That's, bro, that's the thing about play, fucking playground fights. You don't know what other people do and you're, just, you're taking such a risk when you throw a punch. Legit. Don't do that. Don't just punch random people in the playground. That's a fucking stupid people move. Another thing that I'm kind of interested about celebrity boxing, I feel like, do you feel like, at least for me, that's the case, but do you feel like maybe it's setting some unrealistic expectations for people looking to get into the fighting space in any capacity? Mm, I actually don't think so. I, you don't think I so? I think of the question as, you know, as in they may need a following to even generate buzz for their fights and things like that. But I, I think it's really going to be what it's always been. I think it can pop up boxing and overall make it more like in the light give it like more of a positive spin but i'm just thinking of like the pace at which these people go from no fight to be doing these big fights but it's the same thing like the whole instagram thing where you're just seeing these people just this massive leap of progress do you mean in terms of how much buzz the fight generates when it's a big fight or do you mean the skill because a person who is a nobody but they've been training for five years is still gonna knock out jake paul in my opinion 
And keep in mind, the only reason why the celebrities thing got as big is because they had the audience beforehand in which they had to grow in the first place. Well, I'm not saying the jealousy is rational. Like, I, ag I agree with what you're saying, and I agree with both of you, is where I'm like, rationally speaking, if you just sit down and go, and go, oh, yeah, you know, consider these factors X, Y, Z, I shouldn't care. But I mean, mm -hmm. like, human beings aren't rational creatures, mm. and that's not how we feel when we're, like, have a, in, 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 in something. Like, well, yeah. here's what I think, right? It's like, with the music example um, is, a, is, a, is an example that works on its own, because it's like, when you see a YouTuber do music and you see it getting streamed and hyped up and you've been doing music for a long time and no one's discovered you, that's annoying. Because it's like, oh, crap. Like, do I have to freaking do something else to get big and then I can finally release my music? Mm -hmm. um, because m growing as a musician is very much about exposure. Yeah. I don't think it's the same with sports because sports have their own internal systems of how you get known. You, you get known by being good at the sport. Like you don't get known in music by being good at music. You have to make connections, but sport yeah, is very much about how good you actually are. I, I understand that they have their systems, but in a sense, there's like an almost shortcut -y kind of element to it where I agree Definitely. you still have to be good at the sport, but it's like, let's say I was somebody boxing and I'm seeing these people going from doing no boxing to fighting Floyd Mayweather out of nowhere. I'd go, okay, I'm still going to get better at the sport, but it's like, should I just become a YouTuber as well and just try and base myself on my notoriety? Because I think it's hard to say that notoriety is not playing a factor into it when obviously if you're a celebrity, you can get into uh, the fighting scene like much easier if you're doing something else that has kind of made you kind of famous as well. Um, and then it, mm -hmm. you know, it can kind of put the questions like, should I do this? You know, similarly, let's say for the film industry, the film industry is notoriously known for being really tight ass about how to go from being nobody to a director. But mm -hmm. if... You just become a celebrity, just fucking direct your own movie and people, you know, and then you kind of shortcut that. So it's like, you know, there's these shortcut routes that can make you kind of be like, it's like, I, maybe should I do it this way? Like it kind of puts doubt into stuff as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think yeah. that shortcut exists in every industry. Like if you can bring a following um, with you mm -hmm. before you even start the thing you're trying to do, that's always going to put you at an advantage. Mm -hmm. And that's why, like, even a, even if someone wants to be a boxer, I would be like, yo, yeah, do be a YouTuber, do be a TikToker, do be a social media person. I can think of an example of Vidal Riley, who is the person that trained KSI for his fights. Mm. And he's now signed with Mayweather Gym because of that, right? Mm. And he's grown his social media. He has a million subscribers on YouTube. I would say in anything you want to do, if you can also be a social media star and you don't mind being a social media star because it's not necessarily fun for everybody, then yeah, go for it. That's going to help you out a lot. Okay, yeah. So that's, I'd say, if you are somebody who I'm saying may be affected from feeling demoralized and confused, I'd say that what you said there is the solution. Is But I think there is, that is, there is a problem with that thing where that can confuse people and make them think about what they should be doing. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh -huh. I feel like in music and even the sports uh, side of things, right, I feel like somebody that has a following will probably earn the label, the producer, whatever, more money than somebody who True. may be a bit, a bit better than them, but zero following. Because people will want to join it, even if they're not as good and they may not win necessarily, because they have that following, it will bring in such a large audience. And so it's For just sure. sort of like that risk that they're willing to take. Of it's just like the audience they have is just guaranteed money. And that's what I'm saying is like with the celebrity boxing is the celebrities, instead of doing it the inverse, instead of going, I'm going to be a boxer, I'm going to train to be a boxer. And then I'll also work on the social media. Didn't focus on boxing whatsoever. 
They went, I'm going to be a boxer, train for a year, and now they're doing massive fights. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? You understand yeah, uh-huh. how, like, if somebody is trying to be a boxer, that could be like, what the fuck am I supposed to do in order to actually succeed, like, in this uh-huh. industry? Well, it's also a thing of if you're trying to be taken seriously as, like, a boxer, I feel like they're going to permanently have that YouTube boxer type tag to it. It's like, I think the title thing, I agree there may be some people who care about the title thing. And I think maybe that's where that confusion starts to be emboldened by, is the fact that you're confused whether or not you should focus on trying to become a quote-unquote boxer uh, or becoming, like, a celebrity I guess it's that point where you start to question how much of the integrity of what you're doing you may have to subsidize in order to, you yeah. know, if you're trying to go to Olympics, clout might not matter. But if you want to just, you know, have big card title fights, clout yeah. matters. So it's like, uh, should I be, okay, uh-huh. I should work on my gym side, but I should probably go heavy on this social media thing and not care what title I have because I want to put food on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You yeah. know, it's, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like clout is still important, like especially with any like big industry. Like regardless, it's kind of a, it's kind of a hard thing to, especially when you know people want to sell sell things. So yeah, yeah. And if in some companies they may fucking add it into the contract that you gotta have a social media following. Go check out episode nineteen, and you know what we're talking about. And if you want to keep and maintain the order that is unverified, then you should head over to twitch.tv forward slash unverishow. We're an affiliate now, so if you want to support us and the things that we do. Head over there, hit that subscribe button. You got Twitch Prime, you got Amazon Prime, then you got Twitch Prime, and you can throw us a Twitch Prime sub. For some reason, I'm streaming for no, any reason or just donate me like a donate me about like a, um, a million maybe. Yeah, you if know? you're <laughs> Mr. Beast and you're listening to this, head over to twitch.tv forward slash show and donate like a million pounds or whatever. Yeah. Um, or what? What? What is it in America? Like a million, million robux dollars? Um, <laughs> I think. Yeah. <laughs> and we also stream on Twitch on and on show every Friday. At 7 p.m. We're probably playing Minecraft at the moment. That's what we're doing now. Probably. We're, playing, we're Minecraft we're YouTubers doing. now. Well, actually, we're Minecraft streamers now. We were Minecraft YouTubers for four, four episodes, and then we quit that. So we're Minecraft <laughs> streamers now. You can check us out on Twitter. Uh, check out the YouTube channel to keep up with all the content and see the video version of the podcast. And if you really do love the show as well uh, and you can't financially support us, share the videos, share the content with people. That's honestly right now one of the best ways to support the channel is just sharing it and getting it out there. Secondly, just uh making sure you give us a give us a rating on iTunes, preferably a five stars, but if not, you know, four. No, five stars or don't do it. <laughs> five stars or we know you're lying on the review anyway. Five stars or nothing. You heard it here first, folks. Five star review or just 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 close the page. Uh follow us on Spotify. All right, we're closing statements. I hope Nate Robinson is okay, man. <laughs> um, Hopefully, man. And Jesus. I hope you guys are all doing well. And and my advice for all of you is to have the exaggerated swagger of a black teen. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I wanted to say that so badly. Oh, my God. Hey, Reese, what you got for us, man? Jesus Christ. Bye. Bye. Uh, my closing statement is uh, if you are currently making a suit to fight terrorists, then uh, hit me up. I'd love to see how that is. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's another. I can reference. recommend a certain material, you know. I was about to say, I was about to, because I'm like, oh my God, you know, controversy, like, like trying to avoid controversy mode. I was about to say, oh, I probably shouldn't say I don't like terrorists. And I was like, wait a minute, that shouldn't be controversial. <laughs> see you guys later. <laughs>